The views and opinions of the Fine 100 podcast are those solely of CJ100 and Tez Defy. Any content addressed on this show is their opinion and not intended to offend any religion, ethnic group, organization, company, or individual. All right, what's going on, y'all? You tuning to the Five One Hundred Podcast? Your boy CJ One Hundred, says the Five, and Gayon from She Ventures Podcast. So tell us about She Ventures Podcast. Well, first off, I want to say thank you guys for letting me uh, do this episode with you guys. She Ventures Podcast started off as a love project for myself. Okay, I was in a time of my life where I was very discontent. I was I was uh, discontent with my job. Worked a nine to five cubicle job. I'm sure we all can f- relate. Yes, yeah. you know, sitting down working for the man, <laughs> and and really not feeling like there was a trajectory for my career. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I felt like my voice was muzzled. I was also in a time in my life where I felt like my voice was muzzled because I was definitely heavily involved in my church at the time. Okay, um, grew up very very spiritual, very religious in Christian contexts, and at the time I had helped to plan a church. So just to give you guys just a little bit about me, helped to plant a church when I was 25, helped to lead Christian ministries from the time I was maybe 18. And um, around the time that I had launched the podcast was about maybe 28, 29. And so discontent with job, discontent with religion, and then right. discontent with my, my my relationships and my love life. Right. Um, and so She Ventures is really about me stepping into an unknown place of uh, career change, mm-hmm. of... Um, just not trying to live up to other people's expectations anymore right. and starting a business mm-hmm. and navigating singleness as a Christian black woman. Is that a lot? That's a lot, right? A no, mouthful. No, no. Okay. But <laughs> it's funny because the way you kind of explained your life from a male perspective, that was my life. Really? You know, couldn't stand my job, never just, found nowhere that I really loved, like loved to be. No. I grew up in a Christian household. When I was one, my father became a minister. Wow. So my whole life was, you know, the Lord and you got to do this. You got to do church. that. Church. So because Lord and church are two different things. Yeah. Correct. That's two okay. Three different services every day. Wednesday. Wednesday. Friday night. Sunday Listen, night. Setting up Sunday. on Saturday. Yeah. You know. And, you know, the fact of the love life. You know, I was a thought out here at a point in time. You was a thought. At one point in time. <laughs> but I'm a, married, I'm a married man now. So I've been married a year. Okay. And I have a child that's Kudos. three months. So congratulations on both fronts. Definitely. Sincerely. Yeah. And it sounds like you found love in oh, your definitely. career. Yeah, Jackie the truth. Yeah. Well, I, love I, in your relationship and love in your career. Both. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Are we the the trip here and being here just everything has just clicked for us. Yep. Like Ooh. it's like we're finally like, this is what we were supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. The way me and him met was at an old warehouse. And me and him, we tell people this all the time. We were 100 feet in the air on order pickers wow. above the warehouse and just talking. Yeah. And like, bro, we got to do something. Mm-hmm. Cool. Three years later, five. We're here, man. The 5100 podcast. Okay. Nice. So, mm-hmm. what we wanted to talk to you about was the patriarchy. The patriarchy. Right. So, how do you define the patriarchy? How do you oh, see snap. it? So I, that's what I want to know. Yeah, we need to take a step, a couple steps back. Okay. Okay, a couple okay. steps back. You know, I'm just living my best life. You okay. Know what I'm saying these are some real big words. Mm-hmm. Okay, social political words. How old are you? I'm 35. Okay. Years Black young. don't crack. 
Yeah. Yes. I, <laughs> won the game. Um, no surprise there. <laughs> and the way I define patriarchy is I think it's a framework of viewing life where mm-hmm. everything revolves around, in some ways, the father male perspective mm-hmm. on how you go about life. Now, I, I'm not an academic about patriarchy. I've never done women's right, studies. Right, right, right. But that's just my opinion about how I, the, the connotation when I hear patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the way it manifests is, manifests in my opinion is male perspective on women's bodies so Mm -hmm. again if you are deeply religious you're conservative typically it manifests in you voting a certain way around abortion right or your opinion around how a woman's sex life looks like Mm -hmm. right um a woman's role in the home right Mm -hmm. um and then rearing children of course so that's just some thoughts yeah 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 that's just some thoughts so I want to tackle some of those points, right? Sure. Um, first of all, I've never heard anybody break down the patriarchy like that. It is just one woman's opinion. But but I but what you're saying, it, it made it, it, it didn't seem like an attack on men. It, right. it seemed like you were giving a perspective. Mm-hmm. That's where we have a lot of issues. Sometimes right. People don't know how to do that. Yes. So I get you on that. Um, I think the divide that us as men and women have sometimes is not doing what you just did. Mm-hmm. Now, you spoke about abortion, and and we were having a conversation about this on the way from Memphis, mm-hmm. and we've been through some things personally mm-hmm. that has made us not be pro-abortion because we went through things. Like it's not that Understood. I'm trying to control your body; it's that I had a child that I really wanted taken from me. Mm-hmm. So it's wow. like that's how I see it, that's deep. and I don't think enough people have this conversation. This is why we do what we do with the Five One Hundred Podcast. Whereas maybe just on a small representative standpoint, when you think about it, especially coming from a single black Christian woman's perspective, mm-hmm. I'm going to focus on being single and black from a, an abortion standpoint. If I were to have be sexually active and then have a child that right. I didn't plan for, right. I'm going to be committing 18 years of my life to rearing a child. And the partner that I had the child with may not want a child. Correct. Right. And so because of society and the way we view women's status and role, child rearing typically burdens the woman more than men. Right. Do you think it's societal or do you think it's just kind of nature or a mix of both? Um, I think that's a great question. I think that is part nature. And I think sometimes and we do see this in in, in society now where we are evolving to where, again, men are getting paternity leave for a longer amount of time. First right. off, they're getting paternity right. leave. Right. Second Thanks. off, they're getting actually 12 weeks of paternity leave. Right. I have a friend that works for Microsoft. He's getting 12 weeks. Okay. Never heard that. Yeah. Right. So that's just one stop. One, yeah. One stop. I, didn't, I didn't get 12 weeks, but the time I got, I was happy to be all boy. <laughs> I, I was happy. But right. um, one of the points that I really want to tune in closer with you is the re- is the religion side, sure. which is to me. So it was such a big part of my life and I ended up leaving the church. I seen my church break up facts. over foolishness. Right. So facts, it was like facts, my relationship facts, with God changed, but I wasn't understanding. It wasn't God. It was the people right. that were right. in the church. Right. God was always the same. So right. by you saying, you know, starting the church and being what um the leader church leader, leader. Mm-hmm. Church a bit lead. when i say church leader i'm not talking about on a pulpit i'm just talking about someone who had been um faithful enough to have been trusted to lead women coach women okay help lead help start a college ministry right so okay. go ahead so for, go further into my question 
seeing what you've seen in the church and being who you are now, what would you say is the biggest difference from you then to you now? Great question. Um, man, on the spot, too. Um, I'm going to give you stream of consciousness and pretend this is a safe place. <laughs> it is a safe but, place. Um, you know, and I think that what I have found myself saying to close girlfriends and to my therapist is I'm more great. I'm the most gracious and most compassionate version of myself now mm. than when I was than what I was 10 years ago. I'm the most gracious, the most compassionate, the most empathetic person I've ever been mm-hmm. now than before. And, and, I, and by the way, I would, I would dare argue that I was pretty gracious then, but right. I'm more on a different level now. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. And I think because growing up in a Christian, ter- Christian church, yep. you are told that you have to be this whether you really want to be it or not. Yeah, right. So once you get outside of that and in your heart, you realize I actually am that a choice. Now I'm able to project it a lot different. Great point. You know, yeah. so I, I don't look at, you know, this sinner as, Oh my God, he's just a sinner. Right. Ex- I look at him as yeah. a, a brother yeah. or a sister instead of what, you know, it, yeah. so I fully understand on that. So, point. so let's, let's go into sin. I I think everybody has their own definition. I think that the world has muddied up the word, and I think the Bible is sometimes unclear. So what is sin from everybody's opinion? For me, um, I think think sin is now, me personally, my Mm. opinion, not having a real relationship with God. Mm. That's what I think sin is, which is, I understand when I feel like something is bad, but right. I do it anyway. Right, right, right. That's a good point. You know, yeah. a lo- it's a lot of scriptures that tell you this, this, and this, but it's internal. Yeah. I believe we were born with. I agree. I know if I murder somebody, I'm going to feel bad after. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I know that's bad. Right. If I steal, I know that's bad because mm-hmm. I get a bad feeling after. Yeah. So that's how I look at it. You know, you you just have to look at it as. Sometimes you have to take yourself out of the scripture and put yourself into yourself. <laughs> Look at your own conscience. Mm-hmm. I, you know what I love about what you're saying is a definite, your definition of sin is you're embodying what I believe, what God intended yes. us to feel about mm-hmm. sin as opposed to a yes. religious robotic assertion of rules of what sin is. I'm not dismissing the role of rules, right, but right, I right. do want to highlight the fact that what you're saying to me in my understanding of scripture and my understanding of my relationship with God and what God has shown me is that I feel like God placed in the human heart an ability to navigate right and wrong, but more than anything, he wanted relationship with him. So right and wrong, right? Cause, cause when you're teaching a child right and wrong, you almost have to be very black and white, but mm-hmm. you want to teach the child to talk to you to yes. determine right and mm-hmm. wrong yes. as opposed to, I said something was right when you were two, but it's wrong when you're 15 uh-huh. right. or vice versa. Right, right. And that's a, that's a real that's analogy. A like if God is your father, then you should be talking to him about right and wrong all the time. And right. it might change in different seasons, which is fine right. because that segues into a great moment in my life right now. <laughs> but 
my definition of sin is is similar to yours. This is my broken definition of sin. It's That's offness. Fine. Something is off. Mm. Yeah. And sometimes we don't know or can label what the sin is anymore, right. but it's off. Right. Right. Yeah. It's offness. Just that's that's all I got. And I know that sounds really rough and unacademic, but it's just that. Good. Academic and perfection, man. <laughs> like like sometimes you got to just get it out how you get it out. Yeah. So I agree with you guys. I'm I ain't got my definition. Yeah. I just want to know what y'all thought. But to I be kinda, fair, to fair to be fair, your question though, I think that that question comes up in a lot of religious spaces because we're taught Bible as anything that is not biblical is sin. It's or wrong. Saying mm-hmm. anything that is not church doctrine is sin. And sometimes what we found is church doctrine can be off too. Correct. Right. So, so, or an interpretation of scripture can be off. Mm-hmm. So something me and Tez were talking about. Yeah. With it kind of ties into the patriarchy whole situation, right? Yeah. The relationship. Uh, I hear a lot of people talk about what granddaddy used to do. Uh, they'll say granddaddy had multiple families. They'll say granddaddy paid all the bills, though. I want people to understand what time it was then and what time it is today. Women were not able to work certain jobs. Very few, right? Mm-hmm. So today is, what, 30, 40 years from that time to where women are ingratiated in working now. Mm-hmm. So now it's Tell me. You, have to, you have to approach a woman different today than what our granddad so that's a false equivalency like today is not about the man paying all the bills because women are there are more and more women making more money than men so that dichotomy is completely different what you feel what y'all feel about that um i agree 100 percent um you know i think as 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 life changes as time goes on things have to evolve you know and me and cj speak all the time about uh the original base of feminism was a great thing. Right. You know, we... we it was needed. Yeah, it was needed. It was yeah. something that was progression. I think the biggest thing now is we just have to get an understanding that, hey, your money does not outbalance the the, the roles that we project on ourselves as men right. and women. Right. You know, and I think that it's gets... not more status. It's not... It, you don't have an elevated position because you make more, more money. money. Right. I, I sometimes wow, feel as if... Really do you feel like women give that perception? Give I, that I, I idea? Do. Okay. I do. I feel like... That's a great point. And I, and I, and I, I think can sense a, that. I can see that. I can see that. I kind of feel like... And, I, and I'm not a woman, so I can't put mm-hmm. myself in a woman's shoes, but what I feel is... That for generations you haven't been able to have that money. Yep. So now that it's there, it's like a new source of power, and it's like it might just be portrayed the wrong way to us, and we're 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 disconnecting yeah. somewhere there. Why don't you tell me about the portrayal of it? Because what I'm I might have a diff. Obviously, I might have a different perspective. Mm-hmm. But go ahead, tell me uh, from a man's perspective, what is the portrayal? I'm I'm literally asking, what does it feel like to you when it's portrayed to you? Um, and this is not every situation. Yeah. Like when a woman lets you know you a broke ass nigga because you don't make what I make. Shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Somebody like, said I, that to you? Yes. It's, it's happened several times. Yeah. Or or it's like, you don't even make this. So you, know you can't tell me that. Yeah. To be fair, you know what's interesting? And I'll be honest with you. I think that even if a woman doesn't say that, I, I, I'm, I'm going to sense that men can feel a vibe. Right. That is and correct. feel an right. energy. Right. Yep. Right. I dealt with it because I paid all the bills that went out in my last marriage. I'll make this quick. Yeah, paid all the bills in my cool. last marriage. She put her through school. Then when she got out of school, my job was kind of light on the work side. So I was getting less hours. And she basically was like, look, this little ass money you making ain't going to be enough to take care of our family. That, it, ain't, it ain't that she was wrong. 
it was the disrespect and arrogance of her having money now. Yeah. yeah. First of all, that is traumatic it and is. hard. Yeah. I'm sorry that that was how you were made to feel. Right. I appreciate it. It's just, it's just not human. It's hard. It's hard to hear. Um, right. I think that, yeah, I think women are giving off an energy to a degree. Some women, not all. Right. Are right. giving off an energy right. of right. like, I make the money now. Like, right. what you think about this? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I will say from a woman's perspective, single woman's perspective, that there are some of us that still have very tr strong traditional values mm -hmm. of men need to make money and take right. care of the house, be the head of the household. I am right. one of them. Right. It's a more modified version. Yes. I'm not a feminist. Yes. And I think sometimes we can lump single women who have to fend for themselves as feminists. Mm -hmm. yep. When I see that not a feminist, it doesn't mean I'm anti-feminism either. I'm saying that to say I, I am a product and I'm beneficiary of what feminism has done for mm -hmm. me. I'm going to leverage that and I'm going to be appreciative of that. But I'm also not going to adopt a viewpoint about men because not all men are a monolith, just like women are not all a monolith. Right. right? So for me, I've had to navigate like, OK, I appreciate feminism, but I also have really strong traditional values that don't get dismissed because maybe church is no longer a high priority on my list. Right. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I get you. Yeah. And I just want to say this, that we're happy to have you sit down and have this conversation with us. That's the whole point of our podcast. Yes. To sit down and have honest conversations between men and women about how you look at something, how, how women look at something, how men look at something. How can we come together and fix these issues? And I want to I say, I want to say, what you did when I was having the conversation about my ex-wife, for you to just say, I'm sorry that you went through that and understanding my perspective, that's what it is. Yeah. That's what we're looking for. It's that. Yeah. Because if that can, we can get somewhere with that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I know, I know we got to go. But I'll just say back to the point, that, the question that you asked me early on and like, how would I describe my difference between myself back 10 years ago and now? Right. The, the person that you hear talking to you and empathizing mm -hmm. and being more human and mm -hmm. connecting on a human level. Mm hmm that's what i've gotten in the last 10 years i feel like i'm more connected to the humanity of god how god made us as humans and i feel like yes. it's less about religious doctrine dogma or needing to virtue signal right. of how good i am how right. precious i am we how unique i am no 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 no. i'm human okay it's in our essence man it's written in our essence so we're gonna wrap it up for cj 100 says the fire and gayon from she ventures podcast Let's go. It's the 5100 podcast. You dig. <laughs> Dope.